and welcome to Two Guinea Hens, uh, episode five. I know what you're thinking. Before we get to that, let me back up a little bit. We've already been drinking. <laughs> um, I'm Rosie. I'm Gabby. And we're your guinea hens. What happened to episode four? Funny you should ask. So, you guys, I know in episode three we were so super excited to tell you about our upcoming live episode uh, on site at our friend Amanda and Dave's house. And we did it. We were there and we recorded and we had a blast and we had delicious wine and food and it was great. And the sound was worse than our live recording, you guys. We couldn't post it because you can't even hear half of us. And when I say half of us, I mean me and Dave. Which should not be a surprise. (laughs) Shouldn't come as a surprise. I'm working on my projecting my voice, so I'm really going to try harder for everybody. I'm sorry. And Amanda and I both have this thing called scream talking, so uh, <laughs> Rose and Dave were not a good Dave ones. and I do not. And, um, and we also had the kiddos joining us randomly at times, so yes. there was a lot of door banging, dogs barking. It just got crazy. It was it just, did. we also didn't record in an area that was closed. It was a wide open space, so all the sound was eaten up. So there were a lot of factors as to why we couldn't post episode four, but we are trying to get a little bit better software to filter out some of the highlights from it, and we will post those. So um, while this is episode five, I guess it's technically episode four. But f- four is a comment. We'll do Four's four posthumously. Is that how yeah. you say the word? Well, kind of. I don't know, guys. So, but anyway, we did an episode four with Dave and Amanda and the family and the dogs, and it just, the sound was terrible. We need better equipment. I mean, that's the fact. We really do. So when we start our Patreon with supporters like you, um, you'll buy it for us. So that's how that's going to go. How about that? (laughs) Anyway. Hey, guys, Rose is getting married on Friday. Like, Ah! of this week. Can you believe it? For, like, a year and a half, it was, like, quote, unquote, the wedding, and now it's just Friday. 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 Friday, we're dancing to the Monster Mash. Yep. Yep. Rosie just gave me my maid of honor presents, and Johnny, they both gave them to me, and I was crying, and it was wonderful, and I don't even know where to begin, but let's just say Jeffree Star, highlighter. (laughs) Anyway. So. Gift enough is being in the wedding. That's what our our best man, Dan the Fan, said, too. But you guys, it's an expense to be in somebody's wedding, so we're really appreciative. Well, it's... Appreciative. It's been a joy. And I want to say... It's been difficult because not just losing my job in April, but freaking weddings are expensive as fuck. I was shocked when we first got engaged and we're looking at places at the cost of weddings. So John and I just decided we were going to do very, very, very small, immediate family. My my best, my, one of my best friends, um, is that my only friend coming, uh, and it's just been really, you know, it. I wish I could have invited 300 people, and I just couldn't afford to. So, you know, there it is. And it's it's really, it's very uh, stressful from the beginning to the end, just trying to, th- you know, get this all organized and planned. And, I mean, guest lists are the worst. I mean, just, you know, when you have a big family, it's so hard. And I have first cousins I, I'm not having there because they just, we have so many. I had to, I had to spend. We had to just say, you know, this is it. Immediate family. This Each of us get one friend to invite. I mean, it was, I don't know. It's, I, well, having been in a, I was in, we were both in a wedding last year, which was a big wedding, where all, 
I think 300 people were invited. Mm -hmm. And to watch both of you go through the same sort of thing where, like, and I get it. I mean, there have been times... No, I'm not the kind of person. If I'm not invited to a wedding, I'm usually like, oh, thank Jesus God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm poor all the time. It's just like, oh, my God. You know, it's just... Because it's not even just the gift. It's like, I don't have wedding-appropriate clothing. Like, everything is just is daunting. Um, but I do get that there are people that are just... I don't know. I mean, some people are, I guess, put off when they're not invited. And I guess... And some people don't understand budgets and no. don't understand what you're working with and the right. situation and... Um, yeah, it's really interesting to watch both of you go through it, and you both have such different types of weddings, yeah. and it's like, so you can't win anyway. I mean, originally, we wanted a big traditional wedding, and all the venues we looked at, we were, I mean, we were in... What was Shed Galley? Uh, it was a minimum of $33,000. 33 so pay. I don't know if you've been to Fed Galley. It's not that nice. Mm-hmm. But because you'd be shutting off all the right. restaurants, you had to pay for the money that would be lost that yeah. night. Thirty-three grand Minimum. I mean, it's just like a who? Did you look at the Priory? Oh, yeah, that was way expensive. I can't remember the exact price, but that was the first place I called was the Priory because it's gorgeous, uh, but it was so insanely expensive. What was the Science Center? That was pretty bad, too, wasn't it? Uh, that was a minimum, I think, of 15000 but that, di- that was just for the space. That didn't include catering, drinks, anything. Unbelievable. Yeah. Without going into details, did you have to pay for the space? At the Le Monde, or are you just paying it's for the It's all year? inclusive. We're paying for it's all so in everything price. is included. Yeah. Okay. The Le Monde was surprisingly affordable. I mean, it's affordable because we're having so few people, but still. And I think it's fair and valid based on our premiere episode of this season that you can say the truth of how your experience has been with the Lamont, and I think after Friday, when we do our next podcast, we can review this experience, and then that way for anyone who's listening who might be planning a wedding, Mm -hmm. just because on our pilot episode, as you recall, one of our guests said that the Lamont is the worst place to have a wedding, and we were all like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Um, But I I mean, from the sounds of it... all the sound was terrible, so maybe you didn't even hear that part. Maybe you didn't hear that part, but I think, um, so far from what you told me, they seem like they're doing a lot. They really seem like they're on point and, you know... They've handled everything, so I'm, I'm hoping for the best. If you had one thing you're nervous about for Friday, what is it? And you only get to pick one. Something I'm... Well... I would have to say it would be crazy things family members might say. But do you think you'll be near them when they're saying it, so does it really matter? Well, the person specifically I'm thinking of, yes. Oh, okay. You know, I yeah. feel like there's specifically one family member that... Could go either way. Could really irritate the fuck out of me right away, or they're gonna be fine. And I don't, you know, I'm hoping for the latter, for the best. Yeah. Yeah, I um. But otherwise, I'm. I mean, even if it's pouring down rain and cold, I don't care. Like it's oh, not. Yeah. None of that matters. I just want to, you know, marry John and have a great party. And that's what's gonna happen, right? So. Yeah, I um, I have no worries at all. Yeah. About the day. Um, you know, I just don't want to do something moronic. Like, when it... When, I mean, because you, you don't have a big wedding party. I'm the only person walking down the aisle other than you. I can't wait till you hear the song we picked for you to walk down the aisle to. And guys, fun story. I've supposed, I was supposed to be practicing in my heels for the last two months. Guess who hasn't even started practicing? So I just have this bad fear of, like, step, step, wipe, wipe out. out. And that'll be... 
I don't want that to be the thing. No, to... it won't. You'll be fine. <sighs> it, You'll it, be fine. In the last wedding I was in, we had a blind pastor who clapped at us to let us know when we should be marching down the aisle. I don't have that. Rick Seaback's not blind, or is he going to clap? He might if you asked him to. Rick, will you clap while I walk down the aisle? <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> Hey, everybody, welcome to The Marriage of Rose and John. When I was writing a script, so our officiant, Rick, uh, is a local celebrity. I mean, he's oh one. Oh, my God. National, I mean, whatever. Anyway, um, I had to send him information about John and I, how we met, about you and Dan, why we picked you guys, Aww. all that kind of stuff. And I had started to write, like, an actual script, but then I thought, he maybe just want to, like, take the information and put it in his own words. But I wanted to write, because he does these shows called, like, North Side Story, Kennywood Story, and I wanted him to talk about our love story. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to cry now. Why did you tell me that? I don't know. Now I'm going to tell my speech. I don't speech. know the reason to say it. Here's my speech. Ro- no. <laughs> I do want to tell you the beginning of it, but that's the best part. No, it's not. But I have a really good beginning of the speech, because Rosie and I go way back. I don't know if you guys know. We're sisters, <laughs> and we're best friends. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we've been talking about this day for a very long time. Um, I don't want to get into details. Oh, boy. But I, it's, gonna, it's good. I can't wait. <laughs> it's a good. I can't wait. No pressure, go- Dan. No, no pressure, Dan. Dan's well, going to do Steve Buscemi's best man speech from The Wedding Singer verbatim. If he does, then he's already upstage me. He wins. He wins. Best guitar player ever. What is that? Taught. What if that's a trick and that's all I'm actually doing? <gasps> Who goes first? I, I think don't know. he goes first, doesn't he? Well, at the last wedding I was in, because I'm a professional public speaker, the best man insisted to go before me, so oh, it's yes. really up to Dan. So, yeah, but okay. I think I should go first just to make him sweat. No, I'm just Ooh. kidding. I love you, Dan the fan. Um, no, but yeah. it's... Yeah. But with Rosie, like, Rose and I have a very sick... Like, we're not twins, but we definitely have twin speak. For sure. Like, we talk in a language and people are like, what is happening? And so it's so hard for me not to write punchlines that I know Rosie is going to get. And they're like, there are some lines where I'm like, that's dark, not for Rose, but people who aren't going to understand right. it. But I'm like, she'll explain it to me. It's for Rose. Yeah. But then when I started writing about Johnny Davis, I got like, I literally was like ugly crying. Aww. That's how I know it's going to be a good speech when you, when you make yourself cry. Aww. Because I promised Rose to keep it funny and then I couldn't completely well, I keep mean, it funny. You know, we've had a little trauma in our lives. <laughs> Did you like that thing I sent you yesterday? That what? text. So it was like, um, oh, you're so funny. Me. Yeah, it's all the trauma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh, my God. You yeah, had said I mean, something else that was really... Oh, no. Today, you were like, Rose and I have not been necessarily, like, our best selves. And I don't even know what I said. And, she, and Rose goes, well, I mean, it could be that we're, like, we have mental issues. I'm like, oh, you think? <laughs> you think that's it? Well, I mean, it could be. I mean, it's always that. It's possible and probable. <laughs> it's definitely what's I'm happening. no statistician, but I'd say yes. <laughs> my God. Yeah, it's the last, this is the last podcast where my last name will be Benesso. I know. Next time we do this, I'll be a Davis, and then I'll have a new little sister. My, our Jilly Davis will be my... <laughs> and Kim Davis. Well, Kim Davis, it, yeah. I mean, this is crazy. I don't think Kim listens to us, but I know Jilly does. Oh. But guys, I'll be the only Benesso Davis. I've never had a last name that people can pronounce and spell. Uh, you it's kn- amazing. But you know because Rosanna with two Z's is pre- preceding it. When you get a call, it'll be like, Rosanna Davis. <laughs> You're going to be like, no! <laughs> Our grandfather.
grandfather had a dream. Our Italian grandfather. First of all, Bonesso isn't our real No, it's name. not. It's Bonessi. Two N's and it ends in an I. The story is allegedly Grandpap's elementary school teacher was like, that's not an Italian name. This is an Italian name. And changed it to Bonesso. And then his dad and mom went with it. Okay, I believe right, None this. of this sounds believable, but okay. These are the same people who told us we immigrated from Italy because of werewolves, folks. So anything goes with the Bonesso side. Listen, if I can interject here in that book, Italian Witchcraft by Raven Gramisi, it talks about um, werewolves in southern Italy and vampires in southern Italy and how vampires were the good guys because they would take care of the werewolves. Is any of this real? No, how could it be? But how could it not be? It's insane. It can't you believe in a little bit of the occult. Don't act like you don't. You were okay with me being a witch and you know you're, you're a witch in your soul. Witch, but you need a better hat. I love my pork pie no. hat. Why can't hat I get a pork pie witch? Witches do not wear pork pie hats. Uh, this witch does. No. No. You can't be judgy about my I'm witch costume. Judging. You know who wears pork pie hats? That gross guy in that band that we were on their tour bus. Ooh. Well, no. In her defense, that's all he wore. Right. <laughs> so Rose and I were obsessed with the Bare Naked Ladies, the band. But we don't hate Bare we Naked don't Ladies. We don't hate Bare Naked Ladies, but all women the are band. beautiful. Um, but then one of the members of the band, Kevin, the piano player, he started his own band. And Rose and I were like, we love him. He survived cancer, because that's how we roll. So we got tickets to go see him. And this was like my early 20s, where I'm just figuring like out I'm sexual. Jazzy. Well, well, I don't even know what his band oh, played. I don't even remember the music, but Rose was like, because I was like getting into my, like, not, I was never slutty, but just no. like, oh my God, I'm a woman and I can use this. Um, so Rose was like, you should use that and get us on the tour bus. So I started flirting with his drummer, because, you know, drummers are easy. <laughs> we end up in the tour bus and the drummer takes off all of his clothes, except, except his, his tightest whiteies and a pork pie hat, and then started jumping on all of us. And that's when I turned to Rose and I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. This is not what I thought this would be. And then... <laughs> then that's where the story ends. Guys, it's not where the story ends. That's where yet. the story ends for purposes of this podcast. All right. But all we can say um, is Rose's nickname is Sloppy Seconds. No, not even fair. <laughs> not fair at all. I'm not editing that out either. Whatever. That's anyway. not in my maid of honor speech. Good. We did not have sex with anyone on that bus. No, we I didn't. didn't anyway. We didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I just made out with Kevin. I didn't have, an, I didn't have sex until I was 28. Whatever. Anyway. Um, hey, do you want an oversized um, Robert Morris University Colonials windbreaker? Where'd you get it? From some jerk I used to work with. He got it for free and gave it to me, but I probably never wear it. Oh my god, yes! It's yours. Anyway, oh, did we mention we podcast from my bedroom? That was in a pile of stuff I was going to give away and thought maybe Gab wanted it. And turns out she does. Weird, and I don't even know, we've, we're at the end of our Bottle of wine, by the way. But real talk, guys. Um, I really kind of wish I would have gone to Robert Morris. Really? Big regret in my life. First of all, it was really close to where we live. Yes. So as a commuter, it would have been Perfect. 20 minutes, maybe, right. not even. They have an amazing business school. And when you really think about it, if I... If, Were okay, you a business major? I wish I had that. Okay. When you know you're going to be an artist... Would you like these two? Yeah. Okay. When you know you're going to be an artist, maybe don't major in art. If you're right. going to waste the money to go to school, I'd say major in business. Mm -hmm. So I just wish when I was 18 to be like, I want to be a filmmaker, we could have like really thought about practical stuff. Yeah. And I think Robert Morris, I don't know how much it is, but I don't think it's as nearly expensive as Duquesne. I just remember dad and Nick, our brother Nick, telling me 
You don't go to college to get a job. You go to college to get an education. Disagree. And that's very poetic and romantic, but it's not the fucking reality. Okay? Yeah. Because you know so, what? You're, you're the, the passions you study aren't going to pay back those student loans. You know what? My, where my education has got me? Um, tryouts on Jeopardy. That's it. I forgot you tried out for Jeopardy. You got I'm, pretty far. I got picked, but there's the thing about Jeopardy that you don't know. Yeah, until, what is it again? So, you have to pay for your own flight oh, to LA. Yeah. You have to pay for your own hotel. You film the episode. If they air it, they reimburse you. If they don't, you're out of that money. And we were all broke at the time when right. this happened. I remember I was out Even of a job. Even if I hadn't been broke, that's fucked up. I know, but if we could have put together the money, you know we would have enabled Probably. it. Because you could have won, bitch. Maybe. Rose is like... I know Ken Jennings. But you're the Ken Jennings of our family. Well, I mean... No, we're a smart family, but you're the smartest. Don't I get don't mad if that. you're listening. I'm not the smartest, Nick. You're the smartest. Okay, um, fine. But you're up there. Yeah. Um... But, but yeah, yeah, so but it's a kind of a scam. Well, all like people don't realize that, but all of those reality shows are a scam. Like, if you really think that a Point Park kid is going to stand in line and be on American Idol just as like a normal person, it's not real. Right. They need to have an agent first, and the agent contacts American Idol, and then American Idol contacts you and says you can stand in line to audition. This isn't like mm-hmm. everyone thinks it's like the American dream that anyone is a part of it, but that's not true because I remember when. Um, Last Comic Standing started, and everyone's like, oh, just go do that. Well, you don't even get picked unless you have an agent. You can't even stand in line without an agent. Oh. So. Well, too, and I think when, um, so you think you can dance first started, and I think it was like maybe season two or three, when one of the judges or choreographers had been already working with one of the contestants for years, and I was, um, it was that girl, Lauren, I think. Oh, okay. And she had been working with Ty or... Tall, skinny guy with like curly dark hair. I know who you're talking about. Um, and I was like, "Well, this is all a joke." I mean, she's Tice. already been working. She already knows these choreo. Like, this isn't fair. And this we didn't some- like Lauren, and mm-hmm. she went really far in the show, and it did feel like nepotism. Yes. And I remember that. So, you well, know. and that happened to somebody else. Someone who succeeded. No. Okay. So I love Pentatonics, which is an acapella troupe that they were on a reality show called The Sing Off. The lead singer of Pentatonix is a guy named Scott Hoying. Mom and I both huge Scott fans. One year before uh, the sing-off, Scott, with an agent, went to The Voice and auditioned. And they were like, you are incredible. Your voice is amazing. Unfortunately, you were raised in a family with a mom and dad who never got divorced. And your sisters are really cool with you being gay. And you really don't have any interesting story to your life. So we're not choosing you to be on The Voice this time. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. kind of how it is. Like, remember when I auditioned for the real world? What? And they were like, you don't have any drama. I'm like, well, my dad's dead. They're like, we need better than that. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's like our friend who tried out for American Ninja Warrior. He just didn't have, like, this I've overcome so many obstacles story, you know? And I feel like that did him a disservice, you know? He had a great story, you know, for all the things that he's done, but it wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm 25, my... You know, parents died when I was 10 and I raised my, I was in foster care and all this and that and that. And I mean, those are the stories that get picked, the stories that get told. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, I don't know. I remember the cast of the real, or the people, the producers of the real were being like, just tell it, come on, give us some real dirt and we can get you going. And I'm like, I don't, and I didn't want to. It was so gross. Like, I blame the real world for everything that's wrong in our country. And my friend Arvin blames American Idol. 
Isn't that interesting? But you guys are the same exact generation, and because yeah. you witnessed before that happened, mm-hmm. like you were old enough. We remember what the world was like prior to that. Yeah. Well, that's the biggest thing too. Like when I, all of my kids shows. If I ever get to the point with a kid where I'm like, so what do you want to be when you grow up? They're all like a celebrity, a YouTube star. I want to open up things on YouTube and get a million views, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh wow, right. Like, whatever has happened in the world, we all think that we all can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, we all think this lottery ticket is right. is doable. It's right. sort of like, it's really not. Yeah. No, I don't know what's happened in the world, but our idea of what work is and what success is and what we, the things that we want and how to achieve them have gotten so far off from what's reality. And the way, like, the fact that kids do have this access to the internet, and, and in some ways they are more mature than we were at that age just because of the accessibility to what they can see. And there will be times where a kid will be like, Gab, do you have a YouTube channel? I'm like, I do have a YouTube channel. They'll be like, well, how many subscribers do you have? And I'm like, well, I've been doing it for three years straight, and I finally am at, like, 569. And they'll be like, that's it? And I'll be like, well, how many do you have? And they're like, 12. And I'm like, right, it took three years for me to get 569. Like, Shane Dawson didn't get 20 million the mm-hmm. first three years he was doing it. I mean, it's something you have to work. and Right. You know, it, it isn't just... I mean, we know it just from this podcast, you know. I mean, oh. It's like every week you put it out, you do it, and you're looking for your viewers, or you're looking or, you know, your listeners, or subscribers, and it's, you know, it's it's a work. It's work. It's not... I don't know. Well, it's so weird for me in that I... Because I do a lot of different arts. And there are people in my life who are the people who will always come to a comedy show. But then there's the people who I didn't even realize, but they're always tuning into the podcast, but they've never come to a comedy show. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who just really love what I do with the kids act, and that's what they think. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who only... The only thing they know about me is what I write and is online. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. It's crazy. If I could get all of you to do all of the things I do, mm-hmm. imagine how many subscribers we'd have, like... I mean, when I applied, when I, there was that job I was trying to get, and they were like, oh, the woman was like, oh, I listened to your podcast, and I was like, what? How do you <laughs> I even mean, know about it? What? <laughs> Is that going to hurt? I don't even know how to feel about this, you know? It was so weird. Rose and I do have someone we can talk to about moving into a better studio situation, and when I literally, this is what I pitched to the guy, I went, I don't know, just me and my sister, we get drunk, and we talk about all different stuff, he went, I would like to talk to you about that. So awesome. I felt like, really? There's a market for this. And I feel like once we do that, if we get to that point, that's when we should really be serious about guests. We should re-interview Dave and Amanda. Right. Because, I mean, really interesting people and had such important things to oh say. Oh, my God. And, like, you just... We, it's not even good quality enough for you to appreciate. Like, at least the live episode... You, granted, because we you had, had microphones. That granted, was we know you had to, like, turn it up and turn it down, turn it up and turn it down. But this was, like... You couldn't even hear. Dave oh, it was and all inaudible. And so, then, like, Gab and Amanda would say something, and you'd hear sigh, you know, just like whispering. Yeah, no answers, and like, yeah, it was just, it was, it's not even at that point we could let you even hear just what it was because it's so raw and kind of bad. Oh my god, there were times where literally, and I don't think we all realized what was happening. You and Dave would start talking. Amanda and I were talking. Yeah. And then it's two conversations. I mean, it was like yeah, it psychotic. Was it was like you couldn't even hear what she and we I were saying. We didn't think that through. No. I also think, too, they're, I kind of want to interview them separately. Oh, interesting. They deserve, they each deserve a big hunt. Interesting. We were I able agree. to focus on either of them. And I feel like it would be better to just like have Amanda, have Dave. Because the reality is, well, going into it, I thought we have so much more to ask Dave. 
But Amanda had some really interesting stuff to say. Really interesting. Like, I, from a humanitarian standpoint, I want to interview Amanda yeah. on stuff. And then from just a, a obviously, well, our, both our is, true crime. We love true crime. But I also, I mean, I talk to this you about this a lot. Like, I would have loved to have been in the military. Mm-hmm. Like, it. I look back and that's something I'm, like, the time would have passed anyway. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I might not have passed the mental health exam. But what if I had? Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, I don't know. That that has always been something where I look back and I'm like, damn it, I wish I kind of would have done that. Listen, but. I don't, I've never in my life identified as conservative, but one thing I do think, I really feel like mandatory military service is not a terrible thing. I kind of agree with that too. I think Israel might be on the, uh, the right track with that. I feel like perhaps we would all be more invested in our country if we had served it. You know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just kind of how I feel. Well... So, and I hate, I do not want to be this person. I don't like to be someone who's like, I'm working on a bit. But I have been working on a bit where I, where the joke is basically, I think the most pathetic, I think there's nothing more pathetic than being an elderly person. Pause. People laugh because people are cruel. And then I say, who isn't wise? Mm-hmm. I'm like, because if you're not wise and you're 90, what the hell have you been doing? Right. And then I do a whole bit about like, Old people now who get scammed by these MasterCard things. And I'm like, my grandma never would have been scammed by that. See, I was raised by old people who were wise. But Papa got scammed by those life alert people. They, after grandma died and they called him about his, that necklace you wear, like I've fallen and I can't get up kind of thing. And he was like, okay, send it to me. But he didn't listen to their pitch. And then he had to pay them like $1,500. Man, I'm mad at He had got a lawyer to try to, to, to fight them. And they were like, and. He signed the paperwork. I mean... This is going to sound messed up, and please don't think that I'm saying that my grandmother was more wise than my grandfather, but my grandmother was way more wise than my grandfather. Our grandfather, after our grandmother died, tried to date a 25-year-old named Ruthie, who was just trying to be nice to him. So bad, you guys. He literally assaulted her in an alley. Okay, he tried to kiss her. She invited him to a party, because she was sweet and young. And and he had just lost his wife. He just lost his wife, and he thought she was coming on to him, so he tried to kiss her. So... You guys, he was like 82. Oh my god, he was as old. And he was like, our grandfather literally started shrinking as he got older. He did. He wasn't like a hot old guy. Not to be mean to Pap. No. We adore Pap. Sweet as anything. I mean, He's the, the best sweetest man. The yeah. best grandfather. But looking back, was Poor he wise? Ruth. I wish, you know what? I wish I knew what Ruth's last name was. I would love to like talk to her. <sighs> I'd love to interview and be like, we're so sorry. Yeah. Like you were just trying to be nice to an old man on your street who was a widower and he tried to French kiss you and we're so sorry. And then you never talked to him again and we don't blame you. Yeah. Aww. So our, my dear friends, Bethany and Drew had a similar situation where an older woman, her husband died and so they were running to be her best friend, and then she would have a dinner party and invite them to come over. And I'm like, Beth, you better make sure you go too, because she might think, yeah, Drew's putting the moves on That's her. That's true. You never know. But I, I just mean, feel like old people aren't wise these days. No. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I we need we used to be able to look up to old people and be like, hey, life's crazy, right? The greatest generation. Yeah, they were the greatest generation. But they're all sort of, you know, they're passing away. And now the great, now the generation that's the old, quote unquote, wise people. The baby boomers. Are the baby boomers. And they were now. such drug addicts that they're just like, hey man, just get high. Medical marijuana, y'all. Yeah, I don't know. And then we're the mentally ill generation because our parents were baby boomers who did drugs. And I feel like that's where this divide in America is. Like, you know, in the small town America where they're 
they want so desperately to get back to that day where the old people were wise and where a man and a woman got married and had their boy and their girl and had a dog and a cat, you know, it's never going to be like no. that again. No. And I know you can wish it and you can vote in ways that you think is going to make it happen. And it's just not. You got to embrace the change. There's change. Yeah. You have to embrace it. Even if you don't like it, it's happening. I mean, do you think the greatest generation liked it when their kids were all becoming stoner or hippies who were yeah. like, fuck the war! And they're like, whoa, I fought in World War II. And they're like, Vietnam's right. a lie. Right. I mean, the fact that there were people who spit on soldiers, oh, that I makes me that so mad. so much. Hey, assholes, you know what? They were drafted. Mm -hmm. How about you? Like, I'm liberal, but I would beat up a goddamn hippie who spit on a soldier. Right, the same. same. I'm weird. I'm a very weird... I don't... Like, right now in America, I don't feel there's a political party that defines me at this moment in time, really. Because, like, I have that old school, like, I respect the military, but on the other side of me, I'm like, let a trans kid live, okay? Mm -hmm. Let him go whatever fucking bathroom he wants to. I'll kill you. But that's the thing about the military is I feel like that's what you guys are fighting for. Right. That's why you guys enlist. That's what you guys are doing is so that all these people back home, even if they don't appreciate it... That's why you're there. You're yep. fighting for our rights. So Colin Kaepernick can take a knee at a game. Exactly. And there were some veterans that would post. I mean, they claimed they were veterans right. who would post on things. And so Henry, like, our, our, go well, our yeah. godfather. Our god, yeah, Gab's godfather served in the military. And he was like, I'm glad, God damn it, I did it so he could take a knee. And we're like, exactly. Okay, right. And that's what used to drive me nuts about that. It's like, that's why you fight for our country, so that he has the right to do that, whether you agree with him or not. But it's that, it's it's a certain kind of person, and it isn't, it isn't Republican, Democrat. It's that person who's like, I went over there, I fought so you could do it, and this is what you're going to do? And it's like, well, no, 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 you didn't do it because of me. You did right. it because of you and our country. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to then look at what I'm doing and saying, like, it wasn't worth your fight, well, I'm sorry, that's on you. I didn't ask you to enlist. Yeah. You know, but I do and that's feel the like, thing, like even if we don't have mandatory military, there should be some mandatory public service. Like I do agree with that. Like AmeriCorps kind of. Yeah, something. I mean, you have to you should know what it means to work for others. Did that start while you, when you came out of college, AmeriCorps? It was at long after I was out of college. Because it was definitely available when I got out of college yeah. and I don't know why I didn't do it. I'm so crazy that's it. Okay. The end. In my head, I'm like, I'm going to be the next Woody Allen. Why would I go to AmeriCorps? But meanwhile, had I gone to AmeriCorps, I might have... Yeah. I wanted to join the Peace Corps, actually, but I didn't get accepted. <sighs> Why? I don't know. I always feel like only rich kids go to the Peace Corps, which mm, seems weird. You'd think you'd want anyone. <laughs> I think when I... I was, like, all into it when I did all the paperwork and did everything, and then when I got the um, the letter saying I, that they didn't accept me for it, I was kind of really relieved. So maybe it was better I didn't go, but... Because you know what? It was in like the mid to late 90s, so I would have spent like two or three years somewhere. And well, dad probably. Sick and, oh, you know. oh. So it was actually good it didn't happen, but I don't know. I remember when I was in college, my one professor that I really liked, Dr. Fetterman, had said, suggested about being in the Peace Corps, and he had said to me, but you do speak a second language. And I was like, no, I don't. And he was like, oh, then you can't do it. That's another regret is that we don't, I don't speak a second language. That is on my bucket list. Yeah. But I, I always am like, I want to learn Russian, but I don't. Do I really foresee me going to Russia before I die? Probably not. France or Italy, I see me going there. So I feel like that's a language or I should Spanish, learn. Spanish, which would probably be really useful. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. And German, I feel like. You know, when I was in high school and uh, I was the student representative for the Rotary Club. Okay, I was Rosie, you know I dork. was too. No, you weren't. I swear to God. Shut up. What the fuck? 
Listen, Matt, I won't say his last name, who was the boy representative. No. Oh, okay. Um, Guys, you're whispering. We'd occasionally go to the Rotary Club meetings, but mostly we'd leave school early, he would drive, and then we'd go back to our house and hang out, or, like, if the pool was open, we'd go swimming. (laughs) You had a house key? Yeah. In high school? Yeah. I didn't get one until after I graduated college, I swear to God. Mom didn't trust me with a house key. We were the baby. I'm a little insulted, mother. But, uh, but I remember Guy at Rotary telling me, study German. Study German because that's what's going to get you. You're going to be successful. You need to learn that as your second language. We already know the basis, so maybe I should just actually try to get better with German. I don't, but I'd ever tell you my funny story. When I, at my old job, um, we, had a, we had a factory in Germany, and I was emailing one of the guys over there, and I know like a couple phrases. Guten Morgen, Guten Tag, bitte, dank. And so I wrote, Guten Morgen, I can't remember, his name was Jan. And then I wrote my email in English. Well, for some reason, he assumed I spoke German. So his reply email was all in German. When he would call me, he would speak in German. Oh, no. (laughs) I was like, I had to finally go into my boss. And I was like, I don't know what to do because Jan thinks I speak fluent German. And I don't. (laughs) So Can you tell him? (laughs) He was laughing. He's like, just tell him. I'm like... Okay. <laughs> Jan, ich bin, don't speak German. <laughs> no Deutsch. I was like, what I wrote to you, Jan, is the only things I know. So, oh my God. But I always felt so guilty when I would call there. They'd answer the phone in German and then I'd say, like, a sprechen Sie English? And they would immediately switch to English. And I'm like, that's not fair that I'm calling your country and expecting you to speak I know. My I language. hate that about our country. We should, we, we really should have, like, forced that since first grade, like, yeah. bilingual. Yeah. All right, maybe German I'll go back to. But I really, I foresee me, you know, this is provided, like, the world isn't cruel to us like it has been to our parents. But I see me spending some time in France. I can see that. With you. Oh, fabulous. I'm down with that. When we record our podcast from France. <gasps> Johnny Davis in a little uh, beret. Uh, beret. I think he looks so he cute in a striped shirt and beret. Yeah. Johnny Davis is one of those boys that if he would let us do whatever we wanted, we could dress him up a lot and do little picture shows. Because he looks like a little boy in a man's when body. When he listens to this, he's going to kill us. Why does he not like looking like a little boy in a man's body? Well, who would? <laughs> I think Mickey Rooney liked it until he didn't anymore. You, if you, next time you see my friend Kurt. Okay. I don't know when that would be, but you have to ask him about when he met Mickey Rooney. If it's bad, I don't want to know. Mickey Rooney stole all the dinner biscuits from the table. Hey, Rose. He put them in his pockets. Look. I know he was being elder abused. He was elder abused. Okay, there you go. He was the number one star for MGM for four years, and then they treated him like nothing when he started losing his hair. He was abandoned. Because it's not personal, it's business. Hey, uh, you and I also did a commercial where effing Sophie Maslow did a quick scene and then took all the bagels from that. She did. She did take all the bagels. I'm going to take all these. Uh, well, they're the craft service. For those of you from out of the city or state or country, Sophie Maslow was the first woman mayor in Pittsburgh. First only woman mayor in Pittsburgh. I was going to ask, wasn't she the only? Yeah. Um, and oh. she was a hoot. She was a piece of work. <laughs> So when was she the mayor? In the 80s? 80s, yeah. And how did... Like, she was like some rando... She wasn't even like a government person, was she? Wasn't you she like... I honestly don't know. I think she were like fucking Arby's. Mayor Calajuri <laughs> died. He had... He got like... I don't think it was ALS, but it was something oh. like that where like he got it and all of a sudden was dead. And I guess she must have been like city council or something. That's what it is. If you're the head of city council. Mayor and then ran again and won. So she was like the Darlene Harris... Basically, well, but uh, like likable. Uh, yeah. I, I, hey, I've never had a problem with Darlene Harris. I know a lot of people dislike her, but and she's 
know she's out there, but here's where I get like on the Darlene Harris uh, bandwagon. You guys were talking Pittsburgh politics, so if you're not from Pittsburgh. She's a city councilwoman who I think actually lost and won't be a city councilwoman in 2020. Long story short, she did lose, but people were very mean, not about like her policies, about her face, and I went psycho. Yeah, that's See, here's my thing. You don't get to be mean to people about how they look. Right. And think I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Right. Even if I completely agree. Even if they're a bad politician, I defend them. Completely agree. Like, I don't like Sarah Palin, but if you call her ugly, I'm going to yell at you. Right. How about that? Hey, Melania Trump, not a fan, but don't say anything about her modeling career. Oh my God, like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't dig that, you know? Me either. Not a fan. But, um, Don't reduce women to just their appearances. You know what was this weekend and I didn't go to and nor, and because I didn't go, I didn't drag you. What? My high school reunion. My 30 year high school reunion. I'm really mad and sad I didn't get to go. Well, did I go to your 20th? You went to my 20th, Yeah. That was 10 years ago. That was ago. 10 years ago. I dragged Gab to my 20th year reunion because I thought, she's a comedian and there's going to be fodder. And was I wrong? Well, I'm the one who drove all the fodder. But anyway, <laughs> no offense to our friends if you're listening. Um, um, it yeah. was crazy. So I didn't go this weekend. But it was so much... Okay, can I tell them one thing, though? Go ahead. So I'm Rosie's sister. Do you guys know that? <laughs> hey, we're two guinea hands. We're actually related. But when I was little, um, so Rose was in high school. She started high school when I was in first grade. She started ninth grade. So by the time she graduated, I was obsessed with her yearbooks. Now, Rosie was also the high school editor of the Yearbook Association. Geek check. So, like, yearbooks were a big deal in our house because we knew Rosie had worked on them. So to say that they were four books... The word for yearbooks that I read probably more than any other books in my lifetime. That would be fair. Flash forward, I'm now 18 and I get my first job and it's at Hollywood Video in Kennedy Township where apparently a lot of people Rose graduated with are coming in and renting videos. And I'd be like, hey, aren't you so-and-so? You were voted uh, Class Kiss Up in 1987? Yeah, how do you know that? Oh, my sister's Rose Benesto. She worked on yearbook and I read all the yearbooks. Okay. <laughs> but then eventually, like, someone, like, ran into you and was like, hey, you should know this is happening. Your sister is bothering everyone. <laughs> and Rose's like, you have to you stop. Have to stop. I'm like, but I know everybody from the books. And you're like, they're not real books. They're your books. You have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I you know they're still at your house somewhere. I, I just, I almost brought some today. Oh, my God. No, Rosie, they're in my bedroom. Shut up. They're in the, bring them next Because I have the hope chest in my bedroom. Oh, my God. And they're God. all in there. You know what? My freshman one's missing. I don't know where I, I lost it somewhere. Is it the gold one? I don't know. I don't remember. You have a black velvet one, a gold black one. Black velvet one, I think. Um, it's your junior year. My junior or sophomore year. Senior year, I know it's it gray, because all it? the son of sig- sniglets. You came up with that. I didn't really. I think I. I did yeah, I? but you. It was your idea to put in a yearbook. Oh, that was yeah. genius. Uh, genius. Rose, honestly, the nineteenth. 19- First of all, no, does anyone stop. The 1989 Montour Mirror is the best yearbook that has ever been put out, and I challenge anyone, if you have a better yearbook, write to us. I'll pull it out. It's the best. That is so freaking 80s. 89, baby. Oh my god, that's so funny that you even brought that up. I forgot all about that. Because I memorized every yearbook. They're the four books I read the most. Yeah, my freshman one's missing. I don't know where it is. The four books I've read the most are Rosie's yearbooks, (laughs) fifth book, Catherine Hepburn's Me. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. She's not. This isn't a joke. <laughs> Guys, guess what's on a bit? That. Wow. Rose has read every book in the world, but she admittedly is a speed reader and then has a really bad memory. It's true. Don't ask her to do book reports. Don't. Don't. Because uh, I read so fast and then I forgot a year later that I read it. I've bought the same book twice more than once. And then she reads it and she's like, I think I read this. Yeah. And then it's, they're three stacked next to her. Yeah. I guess I did read them. 
I'm not proud of that fact. I think that's a good fact. Is it? I don't. I don't. I mean, looking back though, imagine you telling this story as a 17 year old girl to your guidance counselor, and they would say to you, "You should be a librarian." Do you remember, like, that's how people decided what your job should be? Oh, you like books? Yeah. You should work in a bookstore. Are you kidding me? I, my high school counselor was a nice man. Um, Mr. Kasich? Okay, yeah. Uh, but, wow, no guidance. What was his advice? Just go to college? Yeah, basically. Basically. He had no idea where I should go. What, you know, I mean, listen, I was fucking delusional as a junior in high school. I wanted to go to Georgetown. Is that delusional? Well, considering I really didn't have many extracurricular activities, I wasn't in National Honor Society, uh, and, oh, we were poor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those no three one's factors. <laughs> and, like, I don't know if they still charge money to apply to college, but in 1989... Oh, yeah, it was like $60 to apply to co- to get put your application in. So, again, we were poor, so I had to be very selective about where I was applying to college. And he never said once, like, I don't think Georgetown is for you. I don't think this is going to happen. Sure, here's the application. Meanwhile, my SAT been scores for you. My SAT scores weren't even good enough to get to Georgetown. <laughs> yeah, because you probably only took them once because you took didn't them give twice. a shit. They only went up by 100 point, 1,000 points. I got an 1160 the first time and a 1260 the second time. 1260 is great. That doesn't even <coughs> matter now because that's not even like the same score. Oh, yeah, they, they don't do. Even, the barometric so, is all yeah. Anyway. I only took them once and I tried not to take them at all because I thought that would be the way they could make me go to college. And I thought that's how I could trick my parents into getting off my back. Because I'd be like, hey, didn't losers, work. you weren't paying attention. It didn't work. And it went. didn't work. Oh. Um, this was like. We really got off topic, and I don't even know what topic we were on. They like us best when we're like this. Do they? Guys, tell us you love us, because we're not having good mental health days. Even though Rosie's getting married on Friday, I don't think either of us have been our best mental health selves. No. No. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, this is a rough time. Fall, my, I had a therapist who always said spring and fall are the worst times. Well, fall especially for us. I mean, our mom passed away on November 7th, and then... So it sort of kind of ruined the holiday. It kind of ruins she November. She didn't want it to. That's what makes it so heartbreaking. And then our dad passed away on January 8th. But in between that, our bro died on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas our brother died on Christmas Eve. So. But our one brother likes to say, I'm sure it was the 23rd. So maybe it was. To not ruin Christmas. Maybe it was. You guys, guess what? It ruins Christmas. Regardless. <laughs> Every year. From November to January are dark months. Mm-hmm. And you can say to yourself... I know these are going to be dark months. I'm not going to let this or that or that trigger me. And then something random that you had already prepared, like you didn't prepare yourself for, floats in and you're like, I didn't see that coming. (gasps) But you just deal with it. Grief is something, as my former therapist used to say, you need to live with. It needs to be your companion. And you need to accept it's with you at all times. You're never getting rid of it. It's a second part of you. It's true. It's true. She was a good therapist, but towards the end, she really got bad. And I... I've made major strides in the last few months. We're not going to talk about on this podcast in a couple months. Um, but let's just say they were strides I needed to make while she was my therapist. And it wasn't until after she wasn't my therapist did I make those strides. Mm-hmm. So I feel in a way she was holding me back a bit. I think that. Yeah. Guys, mm-hmm. therapy, crazy. It was World Mental Health Day the other day. Yes, it was. 
And it was also uh, National Coming Out card, Day. I'm sorry. That's okay. I didn't send you a card. Okay, that's okay. Ooh, but then I got so mad was because this comedian who's more famous than me posted on uh, Twitter. She's like, hey, um, maybe stop saying Happy World Mental Health Day because you really missed the point. And I wanted to be like, hey, for some of us who haven't taken our own freaking lives, it is a happy day to yeah, celebrate, right. to be like, I'm surviving. I made, I made it. it. Yeah. I wanted to kill Who this woman. It? Aparna oh, Narchalella. I know I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. name. Huh. She's the one who apparently came weird. and did first night for $1,500 last year in Pittsburgh, so you're not that big. I know three Aparnas. That must be a very popular I know. One. I'm friends with an Aparna. Yeah. Is that funny? That's actually really... Well, it's probably the Jane of... Maybe. I don't know any Janes. But don't you think in Italian culture, your name is the Jane? No, I think Maria and Gina are the Janes of Italian culture. If Rose should... might be third. Maybe. I feel like I meet a, like only it's Italian women who are Rose. Which is weird because Rose Nyland. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I was at Whole Foods the other day. I parked my car and I'm looking at something on my phone and somebody parked next to me and said, Rosie, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, nothing. I'm just looking. And it was the woman next to me getting her baby daughter out of her car seat. And the daughter's name was Rosie. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And I started laughing. And I was like, oh, my God. I thought you were talking to me. My name. Nobody... She was just like, she wasn't, you know, it was a Whole Foods parking so lot. So she was just like, don't talk like, to me. Basically, yeah. She didn't appreciate the f- the humor of the situation. But I, I thought it was kind of funny. I never meet anyone under the age of 90 whose name is Rose. I, I've been doing kids shows for seven straight years. I've probably met over a million children. Not one of them has been named Rose. So. But you want to know a name that's popular, that's old, and that's totally back? Hazel. No, and it's someone you know. He's coming to your wedding, so it's on the short list. Hmm. Irma. No, but very close. This woman had a mother named Irma. Char- oh, Charlotte is a very popular Every girl, I mean, I've not done an assembly in two years where I have not met one kid named Charlotte. Yeah. In fact, a girl I worked with at my old job was almost going to name her daughter Charlotte and call her Charlie. I didn't graduate with one kid. Of the four years at Montour that I was there, not one person was named Charlotte. There was one girl named Charlotte I went to school with. She was younger than me. But Why yeah. is that name coming back? I, I like it. I like it, too. And I, I like Charlie know. for a girl. I do, too. The girl ended up not naming her Charlotte. Charlotte oh. but Yeah, I meet a kid every freaking one. But I will tell you, she had her daughter, named her Josephine, was going to call her Josie, and I immediately went on Etsy and bought like a cute little onesie that had like a J on it made of all flowers and stuff. And in the time it took Etsy, the Etsy vendor to send it to me, she decided to change her daughter's name from Josie to Reese. No. Mm-hmm. Here's a onesie with a J on it. It means nothing to you now, but enjoy. People, people need to stop doing that. Don't tell everyone the name's going to be this, and then you change it. Mm-hmm. That's just not right. Yep. And then my dear friend Courtney just had a baby and named her Reese, which I think is a really cute name. Oh, I love that name. I do, too. No, I really, but we had friends who they, the mom and dad had agreed on the baby's name. Mm -hmm. The baby was born. They were like, this is the baby's name. Everyone's posting. This is the baby's name. Three days later, the mom went to the hospital and was like, that's not the baby's name. Mm -hmm. Without talking to any other member of the family, that's not the baby's name. So guys, don't mess with moms. Yeah, that was a weird noise. I know it scared me. It's not like a stink bug. Oh, I hope not. What if the first time you guys have a stink bug in your bedroom is when I'm here? Guys, it might have followed... Oh, I don't well, want you to brought talk about a stink it. bug into my house, I'm going to kill you. Let me just say this really quickly. On World Mental Health Day, there was a stink bug. It was on the handle of the sliding glass door at the house. John Davis told me if you want to get rid of a stink bug, you wet paper towels and then flop it on it, and it'll immediately, like, 
paws them or whatever. So I flop it on it and then I heard it fall and click, but I couldn't see where it fell. Then as I'm standing there looking for it, I can smell stink bug, dead stink bug. And I'm like, is it on this rag? What's going on? So I went and I flushed the rag and then I kept looking for carcasses. I got a flashlight. I got everything you can imagine. Cannot find a dead stink bug anywhere. It's been days and it still hasn't reemerged. And every time I go down the family room, I'm like, show yourself. And he won't come out. And I don't know what's but going he's on. he's dead, right? I don't know. I have no answers. I want like this. Heard a click. Nothing was on my thing, and I smelled dead stink bugs. So then I've been burning candles down there, and you know that's bad for my allergies, but I can't smell stink bug. That is... I hate the smell of stink bug. Interesting. I mean, I hate it. The way I Kendra feels stink- about Ryan Adams is how I feel about I stink bugs. I hate stink bugs, period, and I'm really... I'm not happy with China for sending them our way. I'm a little mad at you. Really quickly, because we don't have a lot of time. Did you see the quick two-minute video I made about snakeheads? I started to watch it and I got distracted. What's the, what's the deal? Go so on. I so there was a news story that happened last week about and this is real. It's in 15, 12 or fifteen states. They're called snakeheads, and so they're a fish, but their face kind of looks like a snake. Here's what's crazy: they can also breathe oxygen, <gasps> so they can be underwater and on land. Well, they're a fish, then they're amphibians, right? And our government is like, hey, guess what? They're not indigenous to the United States. So if you, so this is what they're asking. If you see it, kill it. Mm. To me, so immediately when I heard that, I'm like, Steve Zizu. <laughs> if it's an endangered species, what would be the benefit? Oh, of I did it? watch it enough to see the clip of Zizu. Yeah. yeah. So I like, so I took Zizu, then I take the CNN clips, and I do Zizu the CNN clips because I'm like, this is absurd. And then at the end, it's the voiceover of, what would be the scientific purpose of killing it? Revenge. Um, but they exist. They're in 12 states, and they're not indigenous to the United States. But this is like a real thing. If you see a picture of it, you're going to freak out, and they walk, and they breathe. Yuck. But I also didn't agree with Here's killing the thing, it. But Capture I'm it. fucking sick of rando Joe Schmoes okay. buying animals from other countries that don't belong here and then being like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. I'm setting it free. And I say that because Pittsburgh had another freaking alligator. <gasps> no, it didn't. Yes, we did. When? Reese, last week, two weeks ago, maybe? Here? Yeah, down on the south side, I think. Oh, I mean, but I thought you guys are a hobby. Oh, not in Beachview. But, um, no, that guy was forced to move out of his Wasn't house. Wasn't he, like, right by you? He was by, um, John's dad and stepmom. A guy had how many? Uh, 20, 30 exotic animals, cobras, rattlesnakes, an Burmese alligator. Burmese pythons, I think? Yeah. And, well, Burmese pythons are the least scary of what he had. Um, but he had an alligator that got loose and was just roaming the city streets of Beachview. Yep. So, Pittsburgh, city of Pittsburgh. But there's more than him around. You know what I mean? Like, I am so tired of just some jackass being able to buy a fucking cobra and then being like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just going to let it loose. Um, no, you, uh, if I were judge and jury, you would um, be guilty and have to die by cobra venom. Because I agree. No. Like, here's the thing. Not cool, man. It, Not cool. If you buy something that's deadly and you don't want to keep it anymore, shoot it. Or some balls and call kill the it. fucking zoo and say, look, I fucked up. I bought this cobra. I know it was illegal. Please don't turn me in. Can you deal with this thing? But they you flush them. You don't, fl- you don't set it loose. You don't flush it. You don't do any of that shit. No, I agree. I think it's really messed up. It is messed up. Well, that honestly, that's how snakeheads got into the United States with some so, moron Some bottom. asshole. Right. Exactly. So, whatever. I'm just saying. Just saying. So, it's like a eel and a snake. Yuck. Yuck. 
Just don't go to Georgia. Are you guys going to Georgia anytime soon? We go to Georgia a lot. We love Savannah. So that's where they're the most seen. In Savannah or in Georgia? In Georgia. Georgia was like the main hub of snakeheads. Well, I mean, the port of Savannah is a huge port, so it could have come in out on a boat and Great. a shipment of something. Neat. <laughs> how about, you know how kids are bringing um, loaded guns to school? And uh-huh. this is a true story. Two weeks ago, a kid brought a bearded dragon to school. No way. Yeah. Huh. Are they poisonous? If it's not a bearded dragon, then it was one that was poisonous because the school went freaking psycho and lost their minds because it was a poisonous dragon that this kid brought into school. And so my, my friend Alicia has bearded dragons, doesn't she? Uh, not any... I, I'm pretty sure John Davis had one. She, Alicia, does something else. Some kind of reptile, but I don't think it's... So it's with another kind of kimono dragon? I don't know. Some don't kind know. of dragon that's poisonous. This kid brings in the school. School goes up in psycho. And I'm just like... Is that where we are now that, like, guns are passe? Like, kids, like, I'm going to fuck up my school. (laughs) What am I going to get? I'm going to get some crazy poisonous reptile and I'm just unleash it. Like, what is happening? I don't even know. I don't even know. It's a weird time to be alive, but I'm glad you're getting married. Oh, me too. I can't believe it. It's crazy. Friday. I know. Are you playing any, like, um, what's, like, the Italian wedding song? Are we doing that? The Tarantella? Yeah. No. Just because none of us know how to dance it? Exactly. I mean, and it's, Yeah. Are you doing the chicken dance for Nick? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, the chicken dance is on there. And, oh, I'm getting a text from my future husband. Is he ordering us pizza? Tell him I yes, hope please. So, I'm he so... Must, he must... Wait, what? He's sending me a text that says he reptiles... He needs a shower and we're so... Oh, no, he can reptiles hear... are venomous, not poisonous. Oh, he is such a nerd. Is he mansplaining oh, my God. from downstairs? First of all, from downstairs, he can hear our big loud mouths and he's no, mansplaining reptiles. be honest, Rose. You're what? being nice. What? My big loud mouth. <laughs> I'm trying to project. I'm trying to talk it's louder, not fair. Am I? My poor boo shouldn't have to try to project like her crazy am sister. I? Is you, it working? Honey, you'll never be no, as loud never, as I, I am. Ever. I never I'm will dad be. talking to Henry on the telephone oh. all the time. Hey, Hen! So here's a reenactment of our father, Beanie, calling his best friend Henry on the phone. What's Hen's number? Three. Ba, 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 ba. Hen! Hen! Bean! Like, he didn't know who it was. Like, yeah. And the, it was just scream talking on both ends. And every time he had to ask for the phone number, his mm-hmm. best every, friend since uh, he was 12? Yeah. Every time I asked for the phone number. Yeah. God, anyway. those two. That's a love story for another time. It is. God, right, if Rose and I ever get greenlit to make movies, guys, hashtag get ready. Get ready. Rosie, are you ready to not be a... Vanessa, the next time we podcast. Oh my god, isn't that crazy? Unless we podcast from the Hotel Monaco, which would be crazy, which, we, which I can see us doing. I don't know that we'll have enough time. I am I am worried about time. Yeah. Because we have to get ready, not right. fuck up our dues. Right. So, yeah, I know. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's crazy. I mean, I guess, but like, because sound is so bad, I could like try to put a microphone on at the wedding, but I don't think that would be a good idea. No, I don't either. I really want to. We have so many other things. And can to I just be on. present? Can I just be my sister's yeah, maid of honor and be present it. in the day? Yes. Like, I don't want to be filming. Right. All right, guys. My sissy's not going to be Vanessa after Friday. So yeah, two guinea hens. Right now, we're both Vanessas, but next time, only one of us will be. And you know what Dad would say? You'll we'll always be, be a Vanessa. Guys, we love you. Thank you for always listening. Guys. Thank you for listening. We're sorry it's been... There was such a huge break between episodes, but the other thing we're going to do, we're going to know better next year. Yeah. We're going to take our hiatus September and October when Gab is our busiest with work. 
because it's just been really hard to yeah. get stuff done. So it's I'm weirdly busy. The way, reason I survive when I'm not busy the rest of the year is because I'm so busy during these months. So these are the crop picked, months. Naturally, I picked to get married in her busiest months. It worked out until someone booked multiple shows this week, but it's fine. I need the money. We're not mad, Josh. We love you, Josh. I'm a little mad, Josh, but that's okay. I still love you, Josh. We love you. All um, right, all right. We love you guys. Thank you so much, Two Guinea Hens. Ciao. Ciao.